0: Do not worry. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to episode 39 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut in we're joined by Elijah the intern. Hello. How was your week, Elijah? It was nice. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, we've missed you. Thanks to you. We got a bunch of. Uh, of Jack Daniels goodies. Noor, the intern, couldn't make it, folks. She had like an allergic reaction to something. She has allergies. Noor, get well soon. We miss you. We wish you could be here. But she's here in spirit because she's helped prepare a couple of interesting topics for today. Uh, As usual, folks, before we get into anything, please take a second to like this video, leave a comment, your engagement, hashtag engagement, does a lot to help a little small channel like this one, so it is very much appreciated. And subscribe to the channel if you have not become a do not warrior by slapping that subscribe button, okay, and helping us get to 5,000 subscribers. Uh, In terms of topics, we got a lot to talk about today, folks. I spent four days with Joseph Shada shooting a documentary. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight into that. It was very, very, very interesting and unique four days. I can tell you that much. Um, Malama, one of the mainstays of Lebanese social media, like like online influencer industry has left Lebanon. So I just kind of, I wanted to kind of talk about that and talk about just the larger issue at hand of, of so many people leaving Lebanon, particularly half of the influencers that we talk about on this show don't actually live in Lebanon. So I just found that kind of interesting. Uh, Vin Diesel versus The Rock, the feud of the century, folks, just took a big juicy turn. Uh, there was a tragedy at a recent Travis Scott concert, uh, Astro World, I think it's called. There's a festival. We're gonna talk about that. Nu is she's not with us, but she's with us in spirit. Like I said, Doctor Food, she's prepared a whole Doctor Food thing that we're gonna look at, and she found this really weird dude on TikTok called Joseph Mirhib. Some of the weirdest TikToks I've ever seen, but I love him. He's already one of my favorite Lebanese TikTokers. Um, and yeah, and if we have time, we're going to look at some other random TikToks. we got a lot to talk about. we got a lot to go through. But again, before we get into anything, some more uh, house cleaning. Patreon, folks. Uh, thank you so much to our Patreon uh, subscribers. Let me say a quick thank you to some of our blonde patrons. Blonde patrons like Ruben Nahas, Rudolf, uh, Wasim Hijazi, Spoiled Levantine uh joe Huri, gino Raide, thank you guys so much and brand new uh patron daniel habib folks danny habib i used to work with danny on heyoka we used to host a bunch of shows together like geek authority he used to host movie court with anise danny is one of my best friends so uh, it's an honor to have Danny on here, and it's Danny's responsibility to find us an editor to do the to edit the Shada documentary. So Danny is a is a producer on that project with me. So Danny, thank you for your patronage, sir. Yeah, Danny's an OG. Like me and Danny go way back. He's a YouTube OG. So thank you, um, uh, Mark Kiwan, Nicolas Malouf, uh, Jad Venture. Thank you guys so much, and some superhero patrons, folks like Jad, Termansi, Ziad, Ashar, Readi, Ahmad, and Lamia. Uh, Mo Kabada and Kevin Massad, thank you guys so much. Really, we could not do this without you. You guys pay our interns salaries. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That's why we have you as patrons. Thank you so much. If you would like to join our Patreon and help me support my amazing lovely interns with whom without I cannot do this show, folks, they help me do all the research. And this week, Elijah is actually going to be editing his first ever episode of the podcast. So that is taking like a lot off of my plate so uh i could not do this without you guys i could not do the show i cannot have these interns without you thank you so much consider subscribing to patreon check out the link in the description and find whatever tier is right for you thank you so much we all appreciate you we all love you and uh discord we're also on discord if you guys want to join our discord community check out the link in the description as well there's a bunch of channels on there so uh join our community and finally the final piece of of house cleaning folks we got some awesome fucking fan art by ali underscore does underscore arts ali does arts here is his his instagram account uh that is such an awesome piece of art man check this out elijah it's first of all i love the colors i love that there's joseph shad in there i love that the interns are in there because look when i when i got the interns on the show i want when people think of do not worry i want them to think of anthony and the interns i don't want you guys to just think of me so the fact that you guys are in the fan art means that my goal has been accomplished you guys are now a part of the show you're a staple of the show when people think of the do not worry universe they think of you guys they also think of joseph Shada, which i don't know what that says about it um but i fucking love this artwork ali thank you so much uh i'm always super flattered when we get stuff like this uh and guys if you want to send, if you guys have some fan art that you want to send please send it i've It'll make me the happiest person on earth. And I would love to highlight you guys and give you guys a shout out on the podcast. So Ali, this is fucking awesome. Uh, Give Ali a follow, guys. We're going to have his information in the description. Uh, Give him a follow on Instagram. Ali, we salute you, sir. (coughs) To start off today's episode, uh, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Joseph Shadow documentary that I filmed. So as you guys know, we skipped an episode last week because uh, I was busy working on the Joseph Schade documentary that I have been teasing for, for months, which feels like months at this point. So I wanted to share with you guys a little bit of, like without getting into any spoilers or any details, because I want this to be as much of a surprise as it can be, because I think it's going to be special. I think it's going to be very fun. I think it's going to be very weird. It's going to be funny. It's going to be emotional, hopefully. But it was a weird four days, man. I can tell you that much. And Noor, the intern, was with me for three out of the four, the four days. So uh, she's not here, unfortunately, to share her experience. But, uh, you know, she'll be back eventually and she'll let you guys know. And you'll see the documentary and you'll know. Like, damn, yeah, like from going to only interacting with Joseph Shada by like looking at his TikToks, commenting on his TikToks, and then having a... We've had a couple of Zoom conversations to discuss the documentary and we've chatted on like Instagram DMs and stuff. So from going to that, to spending four days and seeing him every single day and being immersed in the world of Joseph Shada was, was kind of surreal. Again, we're going to go over all of that in the documentary. But it was definitely strange. And like, all I can tell you is that i am he's been texting me every day since. Joseph, I get—I now get messages from Joseph Shada every single day. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. Joseph, But um, yeah, it was weird. It was certainly weird. Joseph likes to talk a lot. He definitely talks a lot. He likes to repeat sometimes the same stories over and over again. Um, but he's he's very interesting to be around. It was a very interesting experience. I'm very excited for you guys to see it. Elijah, how do you feel for having missed out on on the shoot? Like I told you several times about
1: this. I have work. I really didn't work with my schedule. I'm really like envious. But I'm excited to see what happened. How do you feel after, like, mentally? Give has halak after this. Uh,
0: I'm, it was mentally exhausting. Now I'm not gonna. Lie. I've I've put together like a tiny little mini tr- teaser trailer that I've showed the interns. Uh, it's not. I'm not ready to release a trailer to the public because the documentary needs a few weeks of editing. We, um, might, like I mentioned in the intro, my my good friend and patron Daniel Habib, Danny is helping me find an editor. He just sent me someone's name tonight, so I'm gonna be talking to them tomorrow, and then we're gonna start editing. This is. Like I'm saying it's going to take a few weeks because there, there is a lot of footage and like there's a lot of stuff to work on. Like I guess like the coloring and the music needs to be right. There's a, I want to make this right. I got one opportunity to make a Joseph the documentary. I don't want to waste it. I want to try to deliver the best product that I can. Don't expect some kind of Academy Award winning thing. It's not going to be that. It's going to be like a casual stupid documentary. But I want it to be as nice and as good as it can be. I'm very excited. Uh, I want, just let me show you guys just a couple of pictures just a couple of, give you guys a quick idea. So here is Joseph sitting right here on this set. We recorded some ASMR videos right here. How weird is it to see him sitting uh, on the Do Not Worry set? It's kind of weird. So we have that photo. Here's me and Joseph sitting at a garden in an unspecified location. Uh, yeah, I love these photos where I'm just sitting next to him awkwardly. And here, here is Joseph. This this was on the final day of shooting. We took him somewhere where he could like smash shit uh, with like a bunch of weapons. So there, there's some very cool footage that we got there. So here's Joseph all in uh, geared up and looking like a badass. Here's a little taste. I'll be sharing some more with you guys and eventually, obviously, there's gonna be a trailer. Excuse me. And all of that, I'm very excited. I've had the trailer. I've I've had the trailer in my head for months. Like before we ever shot this documentary, I knew what the trailer was gonna look and sound like. So I'm very happy that that's going to be becoming a reality. And just obviously the elephant in the room. What happened with Shada and that whole controversy. He still doesn't have his account as of my recording this video. He still does not have access to his TikTok account. The guy has not given it back to him. Will he get it back by the time we're done with the documentary? Uh, I really have no idea. But he's still working on that. For the dude who, who still has Shada's account, give it back, man. Come on. He's got nothing else, man. Uh, and, you know, it seems pretty obvious that he didn't really do anything wrong. So, at this point, I don't really know what you're doing. So, but yeah, we did choose to move forward with the documentary. I know some of you guys found that decision to be controversial or or weird. I just think it honestly made the story even stronger because now we're with Joseph at his lowest point. We really have a, a much stronger arc. And we really got to see Joseph in a very vulnerable state sometimes so it's going to be very interesting i don't mean to overhype it this is going to take a few weeks so put put it on the back burner you guys will know once it's getting closer once the trailer drops and all of that stuff so uh yeah just wanted to share a little bit of insight into the documentary it's filmed y'all it's filmed so uh two weeks ago i think at this point i'm not sure about the time anymore but lama Rechamas, uh, Chamas one of the most famous lebanese influencers uh, he's got like three hundred and th- over three hundred and thirty thousand followers. Like he's a when you think of Lebanese social media, you think of Lama for better or worse. I know not everyone's a fan, uh, but regardless whether you love him or hate him, he's one of the major players in, on Lebanese social media. So he put out this post a uh, couple of almost like two weeks ago, October thirty-first. So like ten days ago or something. Uh, I'm leaving Lebanon again for a better future and to build an ambitious and promising career. This time I feel betrayed by my government and a big portion of the people. I feel kicked out from my home, my family, friends, and amazing wonders Lebanon has. Today I represent one over 275,000 who broke the heart of their loved ones who in turn are happy for us to leave. Elama will grow stronger. Thanks to your continuous love and support, I will hopefully and surely be able to achieve more. Cheers for new adventures. And then a bunch of you know comments wishing him good luck and all that and obviously we wish him good luck you know again whether you love or hate the guy's uh, social media content is irrelevant you know it's a it's a guy moving making a hard decision and uh, you know moving forward with his life it just got me thinking like who who's left like when you think about the social media influencers that like i talk about on the show like lama gino raide who Is also a patron of the show. Gino, again, we thank you for your patronage, sir. Gino is also very controversial, but like Gino lives in the States. Salama, now, I think he's in Qatar, but he doesn't live in Lebanon. Nur Arida, for example, Karen Wazan, they don't live here. Tufiluk, he doesn't live here. He lives in like England. Tahanik, he lives in the US. So many of these people. Jad Hadid lives in Dubai. Uh, So like it just makes me wonder, like, most or half of the most successful Lebanese social media influencers don't even live in Lebanon, which in a way gives me hope because I'm always afraid that like, if I leave Lebanon, can I still do this podcast? And can I still be relevant in Lebanon from abroad? I tend to think that no, but like, maybe I could be. Hello, It's just weird. And it's funny to me. So like, I'm basically commenting on people that don't even live here half the time. But like, also, it makes me think that like, a lot of these people like plateaued like Alama, he's been I feel like he's been at three hundred and thirty thousand or at that range of followers for maybe a couple of years. Like can like everyone in Lebanon knows who Alama is. If you like him, you like him. If you don't like him, you don't like him. But I, I reckon almost everyone already knows who he is and have made their mind up about him. So like is there even more of an audience that Alama could gain in Lebanon? I personally don't think so. Anytime there's like a new brand or a new app that launches, it's either promoted by Lama or Farix, if you guys have noticed. It's, they're always dropping videos, promoting brand new apps, brand new services, again, good for them, getting that sponsorship money and all of that. And I feel like they're really everywhere. they like, they kind of blend in with the furniture at this point. Like you don't really, and Lama has been here for so long. He's been part of the social media game for so long that maybe it kind of stopped being, not special, it's special for, for the fans, but like people start taking your work for granted. It's like just part of the furniture at that point. Like, oh, Lama dropped another video. It's just that it's no longer special and that happens to everyone who's in the game for for that long, you know what I mean? it's not it's nothing against him in particular, it's gonna happen to me. it's gonna happen to everyone. I don't think leaving is the worst thing he could do because you have you can grow your audience way more from abroad that you have to the trick is you have to start creating content that is relevant for another audience, et cetera. that is that is a whole other headache. It's just interest, like how, like for example, I struggle with this every day. Am I do I want to stay? Do I want to leave? My family's in the states. I have I'm lucky and I'm blessed to have an American passport, so I can leave. At least I at least have the choice to make. And I'm constantly wrestling with this every single day. Do I stay here? Do I go? Do I stay, or do, should I stay or should I go? But like really, it's um. I don't know what where, where's your mindset at. What are your, c- can you leave Lebanon? Do you have an opportunity to leave? Do you have like a visa, some kind of passport?
1: Like in terms of visas, no. But I do have an Armenian passport and I, am, I might be able to travel to Dubai next year. It depends on my work. So I'm still confused about that decision, which is why I get you. But I think I'm to go to I support him leaving. Wait, you're Armenian? My mom is. Do you speak Armenian? No. <laughs>
0: sorry mom interesting fun fact uh yeah i hear you man it's a constant like to me looking at it i mean i'm sure it's hard for lama to leave just like it would be for all of us his friends are probably here a lot of his family his parents who, who he we see on instagram a lot are here so that cannot be easy but also i think he's he's accomplished everything he could accomplish here basically he's he's one of the top influencers on social media he's got a huge massive influence massive audience he's won a, he's won the do not worry award for biggest oopsie for for last year and he he'll probably be nominated next year for that for that incident that he got himself into but um i don't know it's interesting but i just wanted to take a second to like just acknowledge that so many lebanese like Nimer. Nimer lives Nimit isn't an influencer he's a comedian who also happens to be on social media i don't i don't count that as a social media influencer and like even daddy foodie i know at some point went to live in like saudi arabia or something so he's here now i'm not sure but like so many people aren't here if you guys know of any big lebanese social media influencers who live abroad and i haven't named them let me know i know there's tons of them and uh man good luck on your new adventures dude um i know we have not always seen eye to eye uh, on this podcast and stuff but even when I talk about Raid he's always been super respectful and he always reaches out and uh, so I appreciate that uh and good luck my man Vin Diesel and The Rock folks they've been feuding they've been having a public beef for years we got a big update this week Vin Diesel has written an open letter for The Rock asking him to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise of so what's going on let me give you guys some context okay so The Rock joined the Fast and Furious franchise and Fast Five. That was a few years ago, okay? But apparently his experience on set working with Vin Diesel was not the best. You get two big buff guys like that with so much fucking ego. Shit's about to, to go wrong, folks, okay? You can't have two alpha males working together. Vin Diesel thinks it's his franchise, and then you got The Rock coming in, trying to take ownership of that franchise. There was going to be some fireworks, okay? There was going to be some sparks. There was going to be some drama. And guess what? We got some drama. So in an, an Instagram post a few years ago... The Rock wrote the following. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it. Anyway, candy asses. When you watch this movie next April and it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. And actually, if you go back and watch Fast and the Furious 8... The Rock and Vin Diesel don't have a single scene together. Like, they're always apart. They never share the screen at the same time because they never shared a scene together. They were that angry at each other that they didn't even want to film together. The Rock wasn't in Fast and the Furious 9. He wasn't in the movie at all. Instead, he and Jason Statham did a spin-off called Hobbs and Shaw. He, you know, he continued on as his character, but they did like a Fast and Furious side movie, Hobbs and Shaw. And uh, in recent interviews, he said that he was done with the Fast and Furious franchise, like he'll still be down to do Hobbs and Shaw 2, but that he was done with the main franchise. Now, the beef went on and kept going back and forth. But recently, The Rock, in an interview, kind of, he didn't sort of take back what he said about Vin Diesel, but he regretted sharing it publicly and knowing The Rock. The Rock curates his social media image perfectly. Like the dude manages his image and he has like the best PR team. That's why he's one of the best um influencers on social media he just he he knows how to work social media you know he knows how to work the audience so he's not the kind to like talk shit about people or or air out dirty laundry so it is a bit out of character for him to do that so he did kind of go back and apologize for that So here's what he said. Uh, I meant what I said for sure. I mean what I say when I say it, but to express it publicly was not the right thing to do, said The Rock. It caused a firestorm, yet interestingly enough, it was as if every single crew member found their way to me and and either quietly thanked me or sent me a note. But yeah, it wasn't my best day sharing that. I shouldn't have shared that because at the end of the day, that goes against my DNA. I don't share things like that and I take care of that kind of bullshit away from the public. They don't need to know that. That's why I say it wasn't my best day. He goes on a little bit longer. Anyways, it all came to a boil when Vin Diesel, just a few days ago, shared this on his Instagram. My little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. Paul Walker, rest in peace. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love,
2: but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs
0: can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Vin Diesel, folks. Now, Vin... Look, I gotta say, I was moved. Now, I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I like them. I enjoy them. They're big, dumb fun. And I take them for what they are, big, dumb fun. A lot of people were complaining and saying that the ninth one was too dumb. How can you get too dumb? It's more Fast and Furious. So, it's a fun franchise. I'm shocked that they made it to nine movies and they're making a fucking tenth. So, besides that, uh, I think this was cool. And again, look, The Rock is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Was this whole thing just like a publicity stunt and they're playing with us and they're making like the comeback and Rock and Vin Diesel getting back together? Very possible. Okay, it is very possible that this was just all a ruse. What do you think, Elijah, about this? Do you, do you buy this beef? I, I don't think it's a
1: publicity stunt because there was an interview where the, Rock, where the Rock mentioned that this might be a publicity stunt by Warner Brothers. And if it was, he wouldn't expose it because mm-hmm. he's, part
0: of, he's a part of it. And by the way, that was a good impression. <laughs> half and half it kept uh, i think half of it was okay i think the other half was really bad yeah i i don't think it was a publicity stunt because i think the rock just said things that are like too personal like he literally called vin diesel like a shitty producer and he said that like a lot of the crew agree with him and look vin diesel does have a legacy around hollywood or a reputation of being difficult to work with and when he's and like the fast and the furious is like the biggest franchise of his career it's his baby and he's like one of the major producers on it so he's very hands-on and I think he wants to be in control and all of that. So I don't know if The Rock is actually gonna work with him again. I think too much has happened, but I want him to. I think this is very interesting. I think this is an interesting development. But while we're on the topic of um, of Vin Diesel and The Rock, there's a, there's some fun stuff that I kind of wanted to look at. Uh, a this this I just find emotional and very sweet. Uh, as you guys know, Paul Walker passed away a few years ago, and he and Vin Diesel were very close. Um, um, here is Vin Diesel walking paul walker's daughter down the aisle on her wedding day i think that is fucking amazing that is so fucking sweet so while i have my issues with vin diesel and we're going to look at a very creepy video very soon this is very sweet and again he takes his fast and furious family and the whole family very seriously okay so to him it's not just i don't think it's just a slogan in these movies he really does take the whole family thing to heart um i like vin he's weird he's really weird but I, I still like they love man Lebanese people fucking love Vin Diesel like Vin Diesel Vin Diesel action like he's fucking super popular but here's a very funny video of Vin Diesel being very creepy with this interviewer a few years ago from Brazil check this shit out
3: this was the first one and he, he god, he's so god she's so beautiful my god she's <laughs> so beautiful am I right or wrong look at her how am I supposed to do this interview? Look at yeah. this woman. Tell me your story. She's so beautiful. Going Make her so uncomfortable, bro. Baby. Tell me it's your blushing. story. <laughs> Tell me your. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's let's go have lunch. My God, I love her. Look how beautiful she is. Thank you. God. Wow. Man. So Tom oh, Hanks. Wow, man. Ah yes, Tom Hanks. Hanks. So great uncomfortable, guy, bro. Yeah. He's was a great guy, and he he. Kind of told me what it was gonna be like to be a movie star.
0: And the last thing I wanted, I saw you speaking "I am Groot" in so many languages, but I don't know if you ever said it in Portuguese. So I brought you.
3: I did say it, Did you?
0: Eu sou o Groot. So
3: Eu sou o Groot.
0: Eu sou o Groot. I
3: love her, man. She's so fucking sexy. It's not. I can't do this interview. Look at her. Eu sou o Groot. Does anyone say this, <laughs> guys? I, what's wrong? Am I the only one that's saying it? Look at her. She's so fucking beautiful. It's Thank like you can't even do an interview with her because you're just like, da, 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 Right or wrong? <laughs> oh my God, guys, someone saved me. When did this turn into Beautiful World? When did this turn into the most gorgeous girl in Brazil? When did this turn into I love you?
0: Thank you so much. Thank you Get right away Thank from her, man. What? when did this be- turn into beautiful world like who says that beautiful that's so weird vin come on vin diesel that's fucking weird uh there was a massive uh, tragedy a couple of days ago uh at the uh, travis scott concert was it astroworld festival astroworld it's his massive travis scott thing uh, where eight people like basically died um either by getting trampled or uh, asphyxiation because there were too many people packed into the concert area, people couldn't breathe, they couldn't move, Uh, it was pretty tragic, honestly, Uh, and it's, everyone's talking about it on YouTube, I figured I wanted to talk about it as well, just because when you see some of that footage, and like how irresponsible the management was, uh, Travis Scott, like, I, I know Travis Scott by, like, name and, like, a lot of the marketing stuff that he does. I don't, I don't even know if I could name a single Travis Scott song, to be honest with you. But um, he's very popular. Uh, but let's just watch some of these videos. Uh, so, like, apparently things started going wrong, like, from the beginning. So, here you'll see these people who are just jumping over the VIP barricade. Like you got people just rushing in already from the beginning. So like, this is a complete shit show. Look at this. Look at like fucking pandemonium. It looks like a zombie apocalypse. It looks crazy, man. It looks crazy, And I get it. People have been trapped at home with COVID for a while and they, they want to go back out and like party, but like, what the fuck is this? Like, even if there isn't proper security, why are the people just so ready to like act like animals? Um, some of the stuff might be graphic, so I'm gonna give you guys a warning. manhalla. you're gonna see some people fainting. I'm gonna stop the footage if it gets too graphic. But like, here's to give you an idea of how it was, uh, in st- like where the the audiences were. Straight up, passing out. around man being carried unconscious sorry for the shit quality of the videos great job allege on these on these videos we have um some people um check this out people in the audience chanting stop the show see
4: somebody in the tree turn the lights on turn the lights on turn the lights on Noise from my
3: boy right there, hanging in the tree right there.
0: Bro, that's crazy, man. Like at, at some points he would stop and like look at the audience and ask if things were okay. But then he would just go back to performing. Like at one point, there's footage of like someone passing out right in front of him. And he's just there kind of just looking and then goes back to performing. Completely clueless, completely irresponsible. And I'm like, look, this happens at most concerts. There's always, every concert I've been to, I've seen people rushing out with someone who's passed out. It happens. People get overwhelmed. Sometimes people get like, they, they, they suffocate. They can't breathe. They drink too much. Shit happens at a concert. Okay, but like. You're not supposed to fucking die at a concert or get trampled on. There's this other really shocking video that like I found really disturbing. Like these people pleading with some of the crew to stop the show and that people are dying, literally. Check this out. She's talking to like the camera crew. I'm gonna have to mute this. So there's are just screaming, like, stop the show, stop the show. And the camera guys are telling them to get off the stage. Like, no one gives a fuck. Now, it's not this guy's job, to be fair. But, like, if this guy doesn't get the footage he's supposed to get, you know, he might get fired. So he's like, dude, I don't want to lose my job. Please get off the stage. But you can look look at the the guy, like, he looks so fucking worried. He's so fucking stressed. There's also this TikTok where you'll see, like, thousands of people and an ambulance trying to ride in between them. And, like, he's not even stopping. He'll stop at one point and acknowledges the ambulance. Then they go back to the music. Then he asks the audience to, like, stomp their feet and make the ground shake and shit like that. Like, really, absolutely horrible behavior, man. What's weird is that when you contrast, it's not... Look, there is some footage of Travis... Helping out some fans at some of his concerts, but like here, I don't know when this happened, maybe a couple of years ago. Here he is freaking out and stopping an entire concert because someone tried to steal his shoe. This is how he reacts when someone steals his shoe. Like, bro, you should be stopping a concert when people are like fainting and dying. Check this out.
4: Get that motherfucker, get him! You tried to take my shoe?
0: And he's inciting violence. him up look at that he's telling the crowd to fuck the guy up okay the guy tried to steal the shoe but like bro you're rich you can afford more shoes he's had experience in the past look at that look at that shit. he's already been sued in the past in like 2015 for like telling fans of his to, to jump off uh, a barricade and onto the stage. He's been in trouble before for like negligence and stuff like that. So this isn't new. This is just the first time it like completely blows up in his fucking face. Um, and what this does and what people have been doing for the past like day now, they've been sharing all these examples of other artists at other concerts when they do the complete opposite. When they stop a concert, when, when a fan is having a hard time. So here is this awesome footage of Linkin Park uh, stopping their concert from a few years ago. Uh, I have two minutes of this, but it's it's really emotional, it's, and I kind of teared up when I watched this today because I fucking love Chester and I found this to be very, very sweet. Um, this is how you fucking do it when someone in the audience falls down or isn't feeling well, this is how you fucking do it. Hold up. Yo.
2: We
4: got a little problem Pick up em here. Up. Pick him up right Everybody now. Everybody up. Sorry, you guys. We gotta look out for safety first, for real. Nobody gets hurt. That's hey, number yo. one. Hey, we'll play the shit, the whole shit again if you guys get up, if you guys are all right.
0: Okay, watch yourselves. That's what it's about, man. Hey, yo, man,
2: we know we've been stressing all night about being cool, and this is the reason why. Let's go over it one more time. When someone falls, what do you do? when someone falls what do you do
0: that's right people all right are we ready to do this one more time we'll do it again i'm gonna pause this for one second there's a really funny cringe comments under this video on youtube they're like sorry chester we weren't there to pick you up when you needed us i know it's like it is so cringy it is so fucking cheesy but weirdly enough that comment made me feel something Thank I was like, you know what, that, that is the worst comment I've ever read, but he is right. I'm sorry you weren't there a few, Chester. Uh. The whole thing.
4: No! Hold up,
0: hold no, up. We still See got that? They were like, about to start. They stop again, like, no? Hey. Okay. No, he's There's no what rush. do guys do right here. He's all right. They'll take care of you, all right?
4: You guys gonna be cool? All right. Keep it safe out there you guys. We want to have a good time.
0: You sound so innocent. Keep it safe out there you You guys. I'll tell you what, I care more
2: about every single one of you fucking people in the crowd than I do about this show. Serious. Alright? I don't want to see any more kids coming over this thing. Not feeling too good, alright? Please take care of each other. If you see someone who needs help, you escort them to the front and let our gentlemen down here, they are your friends, let them take you and let them help you out, alright? Don't be a tough guy thinking that you're feeling sick and you just can hang out. Alright, all right. we ready?
4: People in here, are we ready? Are we ready? We alright?
2: Y'all got the sign, we ready?
0: We alright? Looks like we're all right. All right, That's how here it's we fucking go. fucking done, one man. More time. That's how, it's our professionals. That is how professionals do it. This, this gets me emotional, man, just because I love Linkin Park and knowing what Chester was going through. Seriously, such a fucking caring motherfucking guy. What a legend. Uh, there's some more examples, some more very cool examples, honestly. Right now, it's, a, it's feel good to watch stuff like that. Here, here is one that Nord really wanted me to show you guys. Here's Kurt Cobain. Uh, stopping a sexual harasser on stage so I'm gonna have to turn it down for copyright but like look at that, Look, he's looking at the guy straight up drops the guitar points the dude out <laughs> that's rock and roll folks
2: Cop on the field, anybody? Eh, How's it feel, huh? Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> look at him! Look
3: at
0: him! <laughs> <laughs> and look at the difference. They're just pointing at him and laughing and making him making him feel awkward. Whereas Travis Scott is like, "Fuck him up! Fuck him up! He took my shoe!" Like, what the fuck, bro? And this, this I found to be, his name is Niall Horan. I don't know who the fuck he is. Some like young new artist. Do you know who he is? But this was- it's the guy from One Direction. Oh, really? No, okay, so here he is, the guy from One Direction. Uh, check this out. This was very recent, actually. I think that there's a good chance that this show is
4: going to get canceled at some stage. Your security is my responsibility, okay?
2: There is a ton of room down the back of this room. Yeah. Everyone listening to be like this. And we don't want anyone getting hurt
0: or squashed, and this way is very dangerous. And it's not gonna work for the rest of the night. Let's, o- let's organize this before we go any further, okay? I fucking love this, man. This is so, like, this is the bare minimum an artist should do. Like, I know we're, we're praising these people for, for just making sure that their concert attendees are safe and not dying. But that's how you do it like he saw the audience swaying and squished he recognized that this is a dangerous pattern hey we got to do something about this or else this concert is going to be shit you're not going to have fun you guys are going to get hurt i'm going to get a shitty reputation as an artist who doesn't care about his fans uh i just really don't understand this this travis uh, scott situation and then what's weird is that the police announced the concert as like a mass i forgot the term for it like a mass danger event and that it had to be shut down Travis Scott kept kept performing for another 37 minutes. And after the police already declared that this was an emergency and that people were dying and it was a mass casualty event, Travis Scott kept performing for another 40 fucking minutes. So definitely people need to be fucking sued. These people need to get some justice. Their families need to get justice. Again, eight people died. They're all between like the ages of 14 and like 27. Everyone's young. Just just a tragic fucking story, uh, makes you respect all these other bands and artists for doing the bare minimum. Um, any thoughts on this story? Uh, no, but Travis Scott's a dick. who the video, he like spits
1: on the kid who stole his shoe. And then it leaked that he 14 years And he was like, fuck him up, fuck him up.
0: He was a 14, yeah. yeah. Let's end this on a funny note though. Was the Travis Scott Astroworld a satanic ritual? Let's find out.
4: Was Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival a satanic ritual? Let's talk about it. In Houston, Texas, Travis Scott had a concert leaving eight people dead and many injured. The dead ranging from ages 14 to 27 and the injured being as young as 10 years old. I personally believe that there's much more than the media is telling us. This incident is much deeper than what most people think. This is the flyer of the festival with the all seeing eye inside hand. This symbol represents hypnotizing people and taking control of them. The side of the fire literally says, see you on the other side. Look at the shirt Travis Scott was wearing. It shows blue people walking through a portal and turning into red people. Travis Scott also dropped a song called Escape Plan the day before the concert. Now let's take a look at some of the lyrics. People dying for the chain around my neck, that's life alert. He's saying that people are dying for his wealth, for his success. And it's time people wake up and see this for what it really is. This festival was a satanic ritual. I just dropped an in-depth YouTube video explaining what really happened. YouTube is Jimmy111, link is in my bio.
0: I love that he's wearing a red t-shirt also just to subliminally like hint that it's satanic. You know what I mean? Just red, fire, and hell. Anyways, yep. Yeah, so, uh, fucking tragedy. That was horrible news. Uh, but, um, yeah okay folks i'm not gonna lie i am kind of sick of dr food but Noor is not sick of dr food and i think she's gonna force feed dr food down her throats but she found some interesting things she found some in- interesting things there's this like long dr food video like sketch that he did in the kitchen where he's yelling at everyone it's for almost four minutes so we're not gonna fucking watch that and i'm sorry i've had it up to here with dr food let me tell you but Noor has this interesting theory that um she thinks that dr food is copying a guy called hussein salam uh he says he's a super huge TikTok foodie with 4.4 million followers and 53.3 million likes Uh, she says that when dr food started he wasn't this gross and obnoxious but over time he took on this persona that is very similar to hussein's but she says that hussein does it better and she actually uh, Noor is actually a fan of hussein so let's watch this sort of uh side by side comparison that Noor has prepared. Again, exposing Dr. Food. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
0: kind of appetizing, I'm not gonna lie. Dr. Food does not do it like that. Oh, bro, yeah. You see?
3: I don't
0: want to sound offensive, but I'm kind of grossed out when people like eat stuff straight out of a thing with their hands and rice. I know it's a cultural thing. Okay? I ain't into it! And especially when multiple people are eating out of the same bowl with with their hands. I'm sorry, I know this is culturally and stuff, but I'm...
1: Know, that's,
2: hmm?
0: that's
1: a lot of sushi. I hate sushi. I don't fuck with
0: sushi. So he's got some swag. He's got. Um, Okay, yeah, I see what she's saying. He does sort of, listen he's ripping him off, but no, I'll in a very shitty way. Also, uh, you guys, as you guys know, Dr. Food took over Sushi Holic. Regarder uh, the uh, concept operation. And if you check out the menu, fiando le special, the Dr. Food burger. Because when you think sushi, you think burgers, obviously. What's in the Dr. Food burger? Sushi rice, breadcrumbs, crab mix, salmon mix, seaweed, and Lolo rosso. Served with teriyaki sauce and Islander sauce 135 thou I gotta be real with you guys I do not fuck with sushi or sashimi I'm not into anything raw so raw fish all of that it's a no-no for me I don't even really eat fish that much and after you guys watch Seaspiracy on Netflix you'll never want to eat fish again although that is the dumbest name for a fucking documentary and I still stand by it what other Dr. Food goodies do we got? uh I think he's in Egypt here yeah he's he's comparing three burger joints in Egypt one more doctor food, let's go.
1: I'm an I'm going burger Okay. to take i take
0: أنا عجبني تبع On the same page and I was doctor food.
1: عندي خليك يا أخي I off, off, off. telephone and so Okay, so. حط the Bro, head pose,
0: Bro, cut this out. Why are you posting this? Why is this online, bro? Why is this even online? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not gonna like It's like kind of funny
0: It is man It is That's his that, bread and butter man I thought I wasn't gonna enjoy this But Noor you did well This was fun But I miss I miss daddy foodie Daddy foodie You made us think You were coming back Why Why daddy foodie? So this is another find From Noor The intern folks She sent me this account it's got Joseph, Joseph Milhib 3 Joseph Midhib On TikTok uh, he's got 7000 followers, 30,000 uh, likes. So, Joseph midhip 3. I don't know anything about this guy. I asked Noor to give me some context, like what is this guy about? She's like, "Look, I don't know, man. Just check this shit out. You're going to like it." And uh, she wasn't wrong. This is now one of my favorite TikTokers. Here he is teaching us how to do uh kung fu. And it looks like he's wearing like some fucking uh hey the Squid Game shit. Let's go. I love how just quiet it goes. It's just silent. He's just there kicking for how long, bro? 40 seconds of this shit, bro. Oh, switch. Whoa, okay. Okay, alright, double kicks. And I love the Lebanese flag in the back representing. <laughs> look, I hope this guy's okay mentally. You know, I don't want... I'm, I'm not poking fun at him, by the way. I love him. Okay, this guy's fucking great. Let's watch some more Kung Fu. He's got some more Kung Fu to teach us. Now he looks like he's got some targets and stuff.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: look at that. Okay, he kicked those bottles. Punch your camera, bro. Okay, that was excellent. More kung fu. You think you can handle some more, Elijah? Check this
1: out. This,
0: is, this all you know. How I think I'm starting to think this guy doesn't really know kung fu. I'm starting to think he might only know this kick right here. <sighs> Dude, let me make sure I'm following this guy on TikTok. Here's a selfie that uh, Nooh sent me, which I found hilarious. Check this out. That was it. I don't understand this TikTok. Okay, I get there's there's some like religious stuff. There's a Jesus. There's a Mary behind him, but, but like, it doesn't explain it um these two I, i'm gonna take credit for these i found these once Noor sent me the stuff i, I kind of wanted to do some digging this i found to be possibly the greatest tiktok of all time i'm not sure um it's just him there's no music it's like him saluting from the water and it's these slides of photos that just are on loop it's just him, like okay, there he is at the end. He does look like a Jesus type of person. Like he looks like a disciple of Jesus's or something. You know what I mean? Like I would totally believe that this guy uh, is like the son of God or something. Man, I don't fucking know, dude. Okay, here's another one. Here's another. This one is. This one could possibly be even better. Okay, we got this bird right here. <laughs> no music as well. The zoom. Oops. Same picture of the bird. Just another. And that's the TikTok. Same same photo of that bird repeated. Now there's another version of this TikTok with like different birds with music. I preferred this one. I thought this was even funnier. There's this other. There's this one that New found. It's just she called it what? Let's see what this is. It's like a towel that says TikTok. Flipping the towels. There's four towels now. Is he using his feet? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that was great. Joseph Midhib, Give him a follow on TikTok. Uh, I guarantee you it's going to be weird. I just started following him and I am already a massive fan. Thank you, Noor, for the find. That was amazing. Okay, folks. This next topic is actually a Patreon exclusive. I'm going to be reviewing Venom. Uh, let there be carnage and i'm going to be talking about the latest poster for spider-man no way home that was just released yesterday now full disclosure by the time you guys see this uh the second trailer for no way home might have come out but anyways all we got is the poster right now so if you're interested in this exclusive content head over to my patreon uh, check out what tier is right for you and you can check out uh this content see you there well, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this special episode 39 of Do Not Worry. We had a lot to talk about. Uh, as usual, please grace us with a like, hit us with a comment, uh, subscribe to the channel, become a Do Not Warrior. Also, huge thank you to our patrons. Again, a quick shout out to some to some blonde patrons. Noor Jabour, thank you so much. Cool Abe, uh, Rana, Joseph Sarkis, uh, Rony Abid, Enzo S, Malik Kalash uh nicolas Malouf, thank you guys so much and daniel habib and to our superhero patrons like nadine najla uh raya d uh elita Wil, fadi muerzil uh, kevin masad thank you guys so much rami gharib really the show would not be possible without you guys you're heavy hitters uh, elijah anything you wanted to say before we go thank you to everyone paying my salary and subscribe and uh, if you guys uh, it's if you guys want to have your name in the joseph shada documentary if you want your name in the credits in the joseph shada documentary folks now's your last chance to join patreon you got to join that patreon soon before it's too late before that documentary comes out in a few weeks so uh check out the link in the description thank you so much for watching as always folks we love you guys very much uh and uh, do not worry do not worry